0: an Apple Viz original.
1: Hello there, and welcome to the Apple Viz Extra podcast. This is to talk about the September 2023 Apple announcements. My name is Dave Nason, and I am delighted to be joined by my Apple Viz colleagues, Thomas Donville and Tyler Stephen. Thomas, how are you today,
0: sir? Doing great. Thank you for having us on. I'm excited to talk about these. N- well, not new products, but yeah, I guess it is new products.
1: <laughs> they are technically iterations. Yes. And how are you, Tyler? I'm good. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. It's um. It's only another year goes by, guys. <laughs> I guess just like here, here we are again. Is it 12 months since we were talking about the uh the iPhone 14 range? But there you go.
0: Just another year packed in with new stuff. Absolutely,
1: and this year the event was called Wonderlust. So let's see how much wonder they brought to you. So we, I suppose, you know, we kind of knew what to expect, guys. But um, it'll be interesting to see did they did they surprise us anyway, or you know what you guys thought of of what they've announced. We will go through them. Um, it's two main categories really: iPhone and Apple Watch. There was no, you know one more thing or anything like that in this one they kicked off with quite a long video. Did you guys catch what that video was even all about? It went on for about five minutes.
0: It was, it was heartfelt. It was just gut wrenching simply. I mean, I almost there was a couple of times I, you know, I felt like this is terrible, but yet so great. So all these videos were representing all the moments that the watch helped them in one form or another, whether it was high, um, Heart rate beat for um, catching a tumor or somebody that was in a terrible crash or somebody that fell. These were serious situations those people were in and that the Apple Watch no doubt saved their lives. And so I was just like, boy, that's not a great way to kick off the show for presenting the new Apple Watch for the year. So that's pretty much what I got out of the first moment there.
1: Yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, and then I suppose what they got into was first uh, was the Apple Watch, the new uh, Series 9 and Ultra 2. Not Ultra Series 2, interestingly, just Ultra 2. Um, the upgrades for them are quite quite similar. So they both got the new S9 chip. Um, that's significant enough because, correct me if I'm wrong, but the 6, 7 and 8 all had essentially the same chip. So this is you know, the
2: biggest upgrade in terms of the processor in several years. Is that right? The processor hasn't changed since maybe the S6 or the
0: Series 6. Yeah, so S6 is when that generation came along. So 7 to 8 kind of piggyback on that. And so the S9 is the biggest update since S6. Since I have an S5, um, that makes it two generation behind in terms of processor.
1: Yes, yeah, so saying much more machine learning. Um, yeah, you know, obviously, faster processor, better GPU as well, better graphics processor and, um, you know, screen brightness is improved. It, improvements to Siri as well. So it'll have more on device Siri. I know, Thomas, that's something that I think you value on the iPhone as well. Um, would you say that's a noticeable thing with the on device and in terms of performance of Siri?
0: You know, yes. We are on the iOS 17, and there is a new Siri 2.0, per se, and dictation. Is it improved? I think it has. And is it a dramatic? No. And so in this keynote, they kind of presented, and I've always stated the watch has a really good Siri response. I find it to be a better experience than I do on my iPhone, for sure.
1: Yeah, me too. And it looks like it's going to get even better with more on device and um, they also on the ultra model, you can have, you can set kind of waypoints and um, health data and things like that with your with Siri. I think that was just the ultra and I could be wrong. Was <laughs> I correct if I'm wrong on that? That you can, you know, add um, health data, health metrics through Siri by speaking to your watch.
0: Some of the, so the offline Siri experiences for both device and now the health aspect is just for the ultra. Um, you know, when I look back and reevaluate my notes and looking through the watch through the ultra and the new S9, I'll be I'll be honest, this is a major difference internally. I mean, look at it. If you look at the watch and what they talked about, let's let's dive into inside the watch itself. So if we're looking at the just the regular S9, we're talking 60% faster CPU. 60 mm. 60 folks that is you're not going to get that kind of speed every year no way and just hearing that number being announced along with a 30% faster GPU 25% uh better Siri dictation and the things they don't talk about and what's inside it doubled the storage and so it's mm. now 64 gig instead of 32 and it's um You mentioned, Dave, for our low vision folks, it's two times brighter. So outside, the visibility of the face should be brighter to be able to see better. Um, Things are darker and be able to make out things. However, it's also um, got
1: this ambient sensor, so it can adjust brightness more effectively or change over to dark mode and things like that, I believe, um, based on the ambient light as well which um could be a good feature for that for those folks as well
0: right so i mean that alone wow i i don't know what to tell you if if there are people out there kind of just on the fence been wanting to get a watch for some time or you have an older version let's say i have a series five so let's say you got a four or five or six area wow this may be the one to update. Um. I'm seriously considering asking this for Christmas because um, S5 I know is on its last leg, and I'm pretty positive. I'm pretty, I'm sure that S4 and five are going to be out of the cycle next year, meaning mm-hmm. there's no way it's going to get the watch OS. But wow, if I had to say, this is the one product of the whole entire this year's keynote that is the biggest deal, and of course we can talk about this double tap feature that they have.
1: Yes. So double tap is a feature where you will do a double pinch of your index finger and your thumb. And think of it for us voiceover users as being like magic tap, except it's not just for voiceover users, it's for everybody. It will, but it's a similar idea that we use the magic tap on our phones where to answer and hang up calls to start and stop media, things like that, you will do with this double pinch. So you've got your your cane or your shopping or whatever the case may be in one hand, and you can't operate your watch because your other hand is bu- is busy. This will allow you to do those kind of controls with a, um, yeah, one handed. So it's um, it's a very complex, uh feature. It confuses me a little. And is that they kind of already had this as an accessibility feature, but now they're bringing it kind of like into mainstream, which is great. But they're it sounded to me like it's only for the Series Nine, which confused me because they talked about it being you know related to the neural engine and all this kind of stuff but if it was already sort of working on the older watches am I am I right there
2: um so I think that it seems like a magic tap and I don't I don't have a watch that's why I haven't really said much um but when they were introducing it I was saying, well we've had this for years we've had this for as long as I can remember as a voiceover user um you can start or stop something with a you know with a gesture and that's where I don't really know the you know you know precise I mean if maybe if you're not a voiceover user or if you simply just don't have another hand to operate your watch like if you get a phone call or something and you have your cane in one hand and you're walking or something or you can't use your hand other hand to touch your watch then I could see how this could be useful but other than that it sounds like maybe an enhancement to a feature that's already there. Because again, I think there is a gesture mode for custom gestures, at least for accessibility in watch os So that's where I wasn't really sure the true significance of a feature like this, besides the accelerometer magic of flicking the wrist and tapping your fingers together to make something happen.
0: Yeah, I think Tyler hit it right on the head, Dave. Yes, it does exist. I think you have to customize it the way you want to, where this is just a feature. So it's not something I have to set up and then um send a trigger to it. I personally, I will look into that. i I am curious what you're you're talking about because something like this would be useful for me because I'm on a treadmill a lot. and one of the biggest things I hate is my timer goes off and lets me know when it's time for me to cool down or whatever or not. Mm-hmm. And I you ever let's just say I am i I must have a balance issue because me, Letting my hand off the rails and just to be able to tap my watch, turn off the timer, I feel like I'm just going to fly off that treadmill. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. And so this would be great. Just go tit, tit, and it turns off the timer. That would be so beautiful. I mean, that's just one of many features that I can think of, but definitely the top of my head. But so I yeah. don't have a watch, but can you not do a magic tap on an Apple watch like a standard
2: voiceover, a two finger double tap? It sure you requires can. your other hand, but this is literally
1: a pinch. one-handed operation. Yeah, it's one-handed operation. So it's the the, the wrist you're wearing the hand of the wrist you're wearing your watch on. You're pinching your your finger and your thumb together, so you're not mm-hmm. contacting, not coming into contact with the watch itself at all. So it is. It's a very cool feature. I was just confused if they if I was right that they said it's only on the Series Nine. I'm wondering why that would be the case. Because, exactly. as I say, it's already there as an accessibility feature on the previous watches.
0: <laughs> right? I mean, I'm I'm with you. Yes, they're advertising this S9 only, but you know mm-hmm. that this could be easily detected on mm-hmm. 678 easily. Um, I think they were just desperate to try to find a feature mm-hmm. to throw in there.
1: Yeah, or you could be wrong. Maybe it is on all the, the previous. Maybe it is part of the new OS update as opposed to... Um, you know, as opposed to specifically the series nine but it looks like it's just on the series nine but either way I think you know it's a good feature though it's a good feature um there's again there's the series nine has two versions it has the sports aluminum or aluminium um version which comes in the pink red starlight midnight and silver so um with a few options there and then there's also the stainless steel as well which is silver or black as well and then the Ultra is titanium they didn't really distinguish much between the ultra and the other, one. you know what I mean? There's no, the, the, the upgrades are kind of the same. So it's the new chip and that kind of thing. I don't think the ultra got any additional features, update grades that the S nine did not get. If that makes sense.
0: Yeah. um, The ultra got a few little things that if it's important to you. So, I mean, they kind of focus on that. I remember your depth. Um, So the altimeter, it was kind of a, big push they had. So you can see it's supposed to be more accurate in depth and height. So I guess there was a limitation of that, but now it gives you better accuracy. So you can now look back and say, oh, I went that deep or I went that high. And when I was at that point, so there was a couple of things typical of of the Ultra, but nothing substantial. I don't, well, most users would probably not Take advantage of it, except for um those that are campers, walkers, hikers, and, and yeah. divers.
1: Yeah, it's the same thing. And the the sizes are all the same. The battery is the same as well as in the they still say 18 hours um all day battery for the series nine and thirty-six hours for the ultra um is the the double use. So that's unchanged from previous, but um still pretty decent are you happy with battery on your Apple watch Thomas generally
0: you know I sure wish I I like to know where they got those hours mine doesn't seem to ever last that long um it seems to go pretty quick um yes during a work day yeah I can get by pretty easily for an all-day fest no so it's it's decent. I've heard the Ultra is way better in that. If that's something that's more important to use battery, but I never had that issue. So um, it gets pretty low, but I'm pretty happy with it.
1: Yeah, mine like I'm on a Series Four now, so but what, what I do like you know charges for maybe an hour in the morning and half an hour, an hour maybe in the at night. You know before I put it back on. So maybe two hours charging per day, and I'm and I'm okay. So I don't know if that's um, if that's good or not really <laughs> but it's uh you know it, it works for me um right. the other watch as well by the way is the se that's it's still in the lineup but it hasn't received any uh updates at all so um but it's still it's a good good option as an entry level uh i think for a lot of people the se
0: oh definitely i mean you got this you got the innards that i just mentioned to you i mean that into an se wow it's is this is Great well, deal. the SE
1: won't have the new chip. The SE is still unchanged.
0: Oh, thank you for correcting me on that. So it does not have the well. Explain to me why you would do that.
1: <laughs> well, as far as it's as I say, it's the entry level. I yeah. So that's um right. I mean, I don't think has... be enough of the difference between the SE and the and the new one. I guess if they upgraded <laughs> the SE, so it's um. Yeah, but I still think you know it doesn't it's missing a couple of sensors as well, of course. But for the of most course. part, it's it's right. still it's it's a strong watch. And because it, it's got I think it's technically is it maybe the, the the chip that the S7 had, but a, a series seven, but as we said, the six, seven, and eight all are pretty much the same chip. So um, exactly it's still it's still gonna be pretty good for a lot of people, I think, especially if it's if you're not sure, you know. Am I am I into this Apple Watch thing, do I want to give it a try? Uh, the SE I think could be a good a good way to go. Um you said you're seriously considering an upgrade. So you're on series five now, is that right?
0: Right. So if you if it's 60% faster than what it was the previous version of S8, I can't imagine how much faster it is on my S5 compared to that. It's got to be night and day difference. I'm not going to complain. I mean, yes, it does have some lag as you swipe left and right. And it does take a while to load um, anything that's got a lot of things to load up mail, um mastodon anything like that can take there's there's definitely a lag but if it eradicates that lag and get that different speed difference plus i'll get the new um function that i didn't get before the blood oxidation um mm-hmm. sensor so yes um this has paid off completely so i i think i will definitely pull the trigger for the watch for christmas
1: and do you think that'll be the small, uh, you know, which the S9 regular or the larger one or an ultra?
0: Regular. Regular. Okay. Yep. Yeah. It, I'm 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 not much into real estate, so it doesn't make any difference for me. So it's uh not really.
1: Yeah, that's fair. I'm in a similar boat as I'm on the series four, as I said, and for what I use it for, I'm not even that unhappy with my <laughs> series four. It still kind of runs pretty well. Um, I don't do things like mail or messaging really on it. Um It's more just kind of glanceable information and tracking workouts, tracking runs, that kind of thing. But five years, it's probably, I think it's probably time (laughs) for an upgrade. So I'm yeah considering again. Like
0: yeah, that's what's cool about watch is that the functionality and you can actually have it a longer of a time before you have to replace it. So four and five is still good watch.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I could go another year. The only thing that would make me consider waiting one more year is talk of a redesign next year. um But what, you could say that's a good thing or a bad thing. Of course, if you've got straps or, or bands, you know that you've bought and that may not fit anymore after a redesign. For all we know. But I think um, I don't know. Yeah, it's t- it's tempting. I'd love to know what that redesign was. I'd love. A, I want a round watch. I know I probably say this every year. <laughs> Why won't they give us a round watch? Um, but yeah, I think I think there's a good chance I'll go But like you, I may wait for Christmas um, rather than jumping now. The Apple Watch Series Nine and Ultra Two, by the way, are available now, so um, you can order them straight away. And um, well, they're not available yet, but they're available to order now, uh,
2: delivering from the twenty second of September.
1: So that's the Apple Watch. Is there any more thoughts on Apple Watch, or shall we move on to iPhone, guys?
2: Well, the only other thing I noticed about this time around in this keynote is that apple made a big show of their environmental impacts and they're saying that the apple watch is their first carbon neutral product Um, i don't know enough about that to take about the merits of the claim but they had there was a big presentation about apple's environmental efforts they had a video featuring octavia spencer as mother nature and they are also no longer selling leather in their mm-hmm. online store or any of their Apple stores. They're having a new material, which they call fine-woven, the specifics of which I kind of went in one ear and out the other when I was listening <laughs> to the keynote. Mm-hmm. Anyone else know any more about fine-woven material? I do other not, than it's but, not leather?
1: I do not.
0: No, and, it's, it, it's just a feel. It's just supposed to feel more silky, more... Um, kind of a high-end feel to it, obviously, to replace the leather. And then, of course, they mentioned about the Nike band being more um, woven in through and out, give you nice design. So cutting down on the uh, rubber synthetic um, elements of the bands.
1: Yeah, it is an interesting one because whatever about the iPhone cases, which they won't, I guess they won't be doing in leather either. The leather watch straps are obviously quite a, a popular thing historically, you know, not just Apple watches, but generally speaking, uh, leather is a very popular um, material for watch straps. So it is an interesting um, area. But um, like you, we don't. It's hard for us to really judge the the merits of the of the environmental claims. But um, I think it's good to see.
0: Ooh. Definitely, I I think pouting on carbon neutral product that is a very big deal, and I think this day and age. Um, it's great, but Apple is a big gorilla in the house, and so it's not like a lot of the smaller house key are will be able to do that. But if in time, it, it, this is a big deal. I, I'm really excited, and I'm, I'm I'm proud that Apple is taking that step to making the watch completely carbon neutral, and that's a big step for Apple and for our planet Earth.
1: Yeah, and. I think all of their products, they've said, you know, they're not all carbon neutral yet, but they're making making strides, you know, across, across the line, which is uh, great. And the other big products, of course, that they announced um, were the new iPhone 15 range. So again, there are four new iPhones. So exactly like last year, the mini is still dead and gone and likely not coming back (laughs) so what we've got is an iphone 15 and 15 plus and then we have an iphone 15 pro and iphone 15 pro max the top level kind of basics of it it's still the the two smaller ones are 16 16 what am i talking about 6.1 inches screens and the two larger ones are 6.7 inch screens so the same Essentially, the same kind of shape, albeit with slightly more rounded edges. Um, Not rounded, rounded though. It's just that the sharp edges have just been, I think, rounded off a little bit. Um, They, the fifteen and the fifteen, sorry, the fifteen and the fifteen plus have the same chips as the fourteen pro and fourteen pro max had last year. So they did the same thing last year. They kind of you could almost look at the fifteen and the fifteen plus as upgrades or semi-upgrades of the 14 Pro. um, And then, so that's the A16, is it Bionic? Is that the name of that chip? A16 yeah. Bionic chip is in the 15 and the 15 Plus, which is the same as I say that the 14 Pro had last year. And then the 15 Pro and Pro Max have the new A17. I think they're going with Pro as the moniker this year. Um, Yeah, the they don't call well.
2: it Bionic. I don't know what the word Bionic in the context of chips means. Apple's just always used it. Yeah, um, just- but um. <laughs> now but this is the a17 Pro which I wonder if that's a way to make it more similar to the naming schemes for the chips used in Max there's like yeah, M2 exactly. Pro and M2 Max or M2 but there's no a17 Max um for this time for this time around at least so it's a17 pro is in the iPhone 4 15 Pro and 15 Pro Max and A16 Bionic is in the iPhone 15 and iPhone 15 plus.
1: Yeah, I can only imagine how fast these new chips are. Um let's say uh, lightning fast. If you have a 14 Pro or yeah, or even any 14, you know what I mean? You may it may not be an upgrade that you need, but if you're on an older phone, I'd say these will be um seem like lightning. Um the big thing we can talk about, let's get to USB-C, Thomas. Over you years. know,
0: yes, USB C. This is the year. And, you know, I. If for those that do not know, and I'm thinking, oh man, why did Apple do that? Just to let people know, they were forced to do this. So this is not an Apple th- wanting to do this. This this was forced upon them. So um, before you think about they were trying to do this to make some more money. Yes, they are, but they were forced to do this. Um, you know. My thought on the iPhone 15 line, the 15 and 15 plus, this is my suggestion for folks out there. So as Dave said, you take the innards of the 14 Pro and throw it into this 15. And essentially you get the same thing. So you get the dynamic island that is new to the 15 line and you get voice isolation with that, okay? Uh, With exception with the USB-C, which is, new and the lidar you don't have still i almost want to tell folks if you seriously want an iphone 15 look at the 14 pro i think it's going to be Mm -hmm. cheaper and i think you're going to get a better deal off an um iphone 14 pro and you get your lidar the only thing you're not going to get is USB C. otherwise it's identical i think we gave the
1: same advice last year we said if you were looking at a 14, then have a look at a 13 Pro. So I think we said exactly the same thing and uh, right. the same reason. Um I for one now I'm cheering on the, the USB C. I think it's brilliant because I've got an iPad and a Mac and stuff. You know, even my, my work laptop windows, they're all on USB C. So the sooner I can just have everything on USB C, the better, as far as I'm concerned. Um, so I say well done European Union. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: I know, know and the only downside of that USB-C on this model, this 15 and 15 plus, is that you're at the USB-C um, 2.0. And yeah. that makes a huge difference in speed. So theoretically, that speed is identical, same speed as lightning. So um, other than That's that... That's only if you're
1: doing data transfer, though. If you're, you know, for charging, I think it's going to be, the be same. fine. I think it's, it's a data transfer thing on... Um, I don't know when's the last time I plugged my phone in
2: <laughs> to the computer
1: to to transfer data.
0: Right. It, most users are never going to plug into anything. It's not going to make any difference. So, I I think it's safe to say that Dave and I are saying you're going to save a lot more money on a 14 Pro um than you would on an iPhone 15 and you get your lidar. Uh, that's what I'm going to tell people that are listening.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um they also all four of them have this new satellite um, roadside assistance. Roadside assi-
2: yep, yeah. emergency roadside um, assistance via sa- yeah. or roadside assistance via satellite. Yeah,
1: only in the US at the moment, but um, of course. Yeah, good to see them expanding that. Obviously, they brought out the emergency SOS and all that was it last year. So, um, and they, is this the first time this is on the phone as well as on the Ultra Watch? This actual satellite feature, or was it on the phones last year? I thought it was on the phones. We also know uh, key to charging. So if you use wireless charging, um, apparently this is a newer standard that these phones will be able to support, um, assumably meaning either faster and or more efficient charging over wireless. So we'll wait and see how that goes. Do you guys use wireless charging or are you still plugging in?
2: Both. So I don't use wireless charging. I just plug it in using the standard cable because I just plug it in at night. So I don't really need it to charge fast because I do want to charge it when I'm sleeping. So chances are it's going to be charged by the time I need to use it. And do we know what the precise improvement or if there are any precise improvements to charging speed? I've heard somewhat conflicting information about that so far. Yes.
0: So what I've heard is on both the 15 and Pro, there is no difference. It will be the same um, wireless charging. Um, let me double check here. It looks like the, yep. So the Like 7.5 wireless, watt. Seven and a half watts. Yep. And mm-hmm. the same fast charging. Nothing has improved or gotten better, which absolutely shocks me. But that is what I read to and in their tech spec.
1: Okay, I thought this new key too meant exactly that, that it would be faster and more busy.
0: There is discussion, Dave, that some are saying later Apple might reveal a new MagSafe or whatever accessories that will take advantage of that to be able to charge faster and et cetera. But at this moment, no.
1: I get you. I get you. Another thing that all four have is the new Ultra... Um, Oh, the ultra wideband, ultra wideband yeah. chip, and the watch gets that as well. Um, what does that do, Tyler? Do you know?
2: Those are for precision finding of accessories. You know that you can use that to more precisely locate things. Or in the keynote, there was an example of being in a large crowd and be able to track some another person's location via their iPhone that also contains the new ultra wideband chip. Um, being able to spot it in a crowd. Is that leading up, there were rumors that, that would be referred to as the U two is a successor to the U one. Did that pan out or are they just calling it the next generation ultra wide band chip? Yeah, these are U um, two.
1: Is it called U two? Bono hasn't called up to complain or yeah,
2: it,
0: Ultra yeah. Band two. So U two. <laughs> yeah.
2: Is it U2? Yeah. Um, yeah, I wasn't sure because uh, the keynote didn't, I, at least as far as I could hear, I didn't hear the presenter use the term U2. Are they giving us another free
1: um, U2 album to to mark?
2: <laughs> yeah, on our devices we can see that. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, But yeah, U2, the new ultra-wideband chip would be, and I think they're tying this also in in the future with the Apple Vision Pro, because the, I assume that, that device will also have this ultra-wideband capabilities. So you can, if there are experiences that you can pair up an iPhone 15 with an Apple Vision Pro headset and take advantage of something with, with that that combination? Um,
0: well, they talked about the iPhone 15 Pro taking advantage of being able to do spatial video. That will be taking advantage of the Vision Pro, but yes.
1: Yeah. And the other difference then with the Pros is the action button. So... We've all been familiar with the mute switch on our iPhones since the very first iPhone. There's been a mute switch um just above the volume keys. And um, that will still be on the regular 15 and 15 Pro, but oh, sorry, 15 and 15 Plus, but the 15 Pro and Pro Max will have this new action button, a little bit like the uh, it's not it's not a physical button, it's a tactic button, a bit like the the home button on the SE, um, where it feels like you're pressing a button. And you I think they said by default, you press and hold and it will do the mute on mute, but you can also assign actions to a press of the button It could be opening your camera. It could be an accessibility feature, or you can assign a shortcut as well. So have you guys have any thoughts on what you might, if you had one of these, what you might assign to the action button?
0: Boy, my first thought, I would love to see Be My Eyes virtual volunteer. Take advantage of that. Just push it. And then I could just take a picture, and they'll tell me what it is quickly. Um, was the first thing that came in my mind?
1: You Do that with shortcuts, because I think I assume. Well, at least once once that app is fully out there, and they've added a shortcut, created a shortcut for it, to right? It.
0: You can run you can a shortcut. Yeah, the shortcut just allows you to open the app. I mean, yes, yeah. you can program it to do. I mean, that's going to be powerful stuff to, that can run a shortcut. But essentially, for Be My Eyes, it would open up the Bema eyes, and then I can double tap and mm. take a picture, which would be okay with me, but it would be cool. And I know that third-party apps will be able to uh, design things to put into that shortcut. That's, I think that's where it's gonna really shine.
1: I about you, Tyler? Any thoughts on what you'd use this for?
2: Yeah, so I have a couple shortcuts. I don't use shortcuts so much on my phone as much as I do on my Mac. Because um, I like assigning keyboard, sh- because the what I like about shortcuts on Mac OS is that with a keyboard I can assign keyboard commands either via the services menu in the Shortcuts app, just to assign a keyboard shortcut, or what I found more convenient, a keyboard commander with VoiceOver, just assign a shortcut, uh, keyboard commander shortcut, and then I can use it anywhere. There's no conflict with any apps. Um, and what's kept me somewhat from using shortcuts on iOS, or at least with Siri, is because well, Siri, but if I don't have to use that, and if there's another way besides back tap, which I just found a little too unreliable, doesn't always work how I want it. I've tried, and sometimes it the shortcut runs when I don't want it to, or sometimes I just can't get it, the back taps to work. So this could be, if there was a certain shortcut on my iPhone that I wanted to be able to run quickly, this could be very useful, like the action button, because it's more reliable than say a back tap or more reliable than siri um but yeah so i mean i've heard people suggesting you know they can start recording a voice memo which would be neat um or changing focuses because that's also you know you can obviously use control center or siri to change that but if you had to quickly change the focus say turn on do not disturb or turn on your work focus you could do that by the press of a button, not even need to engage with your phone besides that button, then just hold down a button, feel a haptic sensation, and that's it. Like- Especially if it let
1: you kind of toggle, because I sort of, I guess I have three focuses I have, a, you know, nothing, and then I have a personal one, which cuts out my work apps, say, at the weekend, and then I've got a do not disturb, you know, so if I could, sometimes you tap in the control center, and it doesn't give you the one you wanted, so you have to end up, Opening up the controls, uh, the underneath controls, and selecting the one you want, so I could see if if it worked the way I wanted. Yeah, that could be a good one, and I definitely like Thomas's idea of something like be my eyes. To well, just jump straight in. Yeah,
0: the other thing about the action to think about, and I thought I heard them mention this, and I don't know for sure how this works, but it sounds like yeah, you press and hold, and that'll be your primary action to it. But it sounds like you. Tap it twice, I think it becomes multifunctionality, meaning that you can have multiple actions. So you can just kind of select through quickly which one you want to do. And if that's the case, the combination of the Be My Eyes, Focus, and um, the Voice Memo would definitely be the top three for me.
1: Yeah, definitely. We'll see how it, how it pans out, I guess. Yeah. Um, Another there's a material change with the pro as well, which is that it's now going to be titanium. I don't know, Thomas. You, you I don't think Tyler. You, you have an SE. I think you don't have a pro, do you? Whereas Thomas, I believe, does. So you can talk to the the weight and stuff. And do you think whether you think this the titanium finish will will be of benefit, or does the weight of the current one bother you?
0: Well, that you know, I, I I thought about that, Dave, and that's a great question. Um, I did read a, an article about a, a journal. Um a blogger did get the advantage of holding his old 14 Pro and the new 15 Pro. And he was surprised. And I was too because I'm thinking, always oh, gonna be a couple grams less. you know, they both oh, it's two grams less. Well, this guy's just <laughs> saying. It was, you can tell the difference in it being lighter. I think and it's
1: almost 10%, they said.
0: Yeah, that's what they tout. But he says, once it's in your hand, you can actually feel the difference. Now, 10%, folks, um, I know it's like a brick now. Is it going to be that much of a difference? Is it going to sag my pants less? Probably not. Um so I, yes, I love the titanium idea just for the fact it's stronger, not so much because it's lighter, but 10% light. I, I will take it. I will take anything to make it lighter.
1: Yeah. It's, um, yeah, it can't, be, it doesn't seem like a bad thing anyway. <laughs> we could say that. Right.
0: So. You don't really yeah. think about it. Now when I hold a max, yeah, that thing is like a, mm-hmm. it is heavy to hold.
1: Yeah. Yours is just the regular size. I take it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Thomas, I was uh, I was joking with you earlier that every year you say you're not going to upgrade, and then a few days later <laughs> you tell us that you've upgraded because you got a deal. So, <sighs> okay. Do you think you will? And I, I'd imagine, given what you've the advice you've given to listeners, you wouldn't go from a 14 Pro to a 15, but would a 15 okay. Pro perhaps be well, in
2: your future?
0: Let me let me let me give you some pros and cons that I think in my head. All right. First of all. Lighter, yeah, doesn't make make a big difference. You got to say the action is big. Okay, that's huge. That is something that is totally brand new and something they haven't done a design change in 16 years. So that is huge. It's a new button. Um, That alone is a big pro, right? Mm-hmm. And the USB-C we talked about, that's another huge pro. And this being USB-C 3.0, However, I mean, realistically, Dave, is that really important to us? USB-C, yes. 3.0, no. I mean, it's not like I plug it in and notice anything different. So let's talk about the cons. So, yes, it does have the brand new A17, which we haven't seen a major update in a chip in, what, three years? And so it sounds big, right? But we're only talking about a 10% faster CPU. So 10% faster than what we have on a 14 Pro. So that, to me, wow, that's not a lot of difference. I don't think for you, yeah, I think
1: coming from a 14 Pro, I don't think realistically you would notice a difference.
0: Exactly. So, and however, the 20% faster GPU, that's pretty substantial because you got to give, on a rule of thumb, 10% is an average you should see on a chip. Um, update each and every year. Anything beyond 10%, then we're looking like, wow, that's pretty good. Um, of course, they were boasting how now we're able to get game console quality Assassin mm-hmm. Creed game now available on a, on a mobile phone, first time ever. That's huge for a gamer, not for us, really. Um, yeah. However,
1: spent a lot of time on the camera as well. Right?
0: Again. And again, um do I put the camera in the pros and cons? Not really. It's it's in it's straight in the middle. Yeah, it's it's nice that I'm able to zoom in further or whatever. Macro mode sounds great. 128 millimeters optical zoom sounds great uh, for those blind. Does it really matter? I to me no. Um, the other cons is it has the same battery life. No difference in battery life. Same fast charging. Same. Wireless charging. And so it comes down to is it that big of a difference? The only thing I can think of is that USB in action. Is it worth going up? That's entirely up to you. Now you're asking me. It's the same price, um, which I was shocked. I was very surprised. Um, I was telling Dave each year my cell service always throws something at me. And when I was looking at it before the show, um, they were wanting to take my device. And give me an iPhone 15 completely free. Um, the iPhone 15 Pro, it's going to be completely free because of the trade-in and what I have on an additional um in funds that th- still in there. So, in other words, I can get an iPhone 15 Pro for free this year. Um, that's just my situation. Am I gonna do it? I don't know (laughs) if it's, you know, people say, well, if it's free, why don't you do it? Um, because it's going to probably raise my monthly payment just a little bit because I did pay a lot less last year. And I'm honestly, is the action button enough? I don't know. I, at this point, it wouldn't surprise me if I did, but it's not like I got to do it. Um, so yeah, that's where I am. That
1: makes sense. I mean, I, I think I, I would have said the same last year the year before as well, that the days of a really needing to upgrade or feeling even a particularly strong desire to upgrade every year are probably behind us for most of us. Um, if you have a 14 of some description, odds are you don't need a new phone, but you, unless you're a real enthusiast, you know, and you really want something in there. Um, but if you're on kind of older ones, if you're on a, a 10 or an 11 or a 12, that's where you might be thinking... Yeah, these, there's enough here now for me to make that next jump. That's the boat I'm in. I've People who read my blog post earlier this summer will know I... Um,
0: I oh, you're a, a mini on, guy, right?
1: Yeah, and I had a go on Samsung for six months and came screaming back to the iPhone. And I'm on the 12, back on my 12 mini. And it's still quite nice. It's still running nice. I could get another year out of this if I wanted to, but um i do kind of feel like just sometimes it, it's a bit laggy in certain areas maybe but for the most part it's working great but there's things like the usbc the action button the fact that the performance i'm sure would be noticeably better uh, even if my 12 is fine it just i'm just, you know i'm sure i'd notice it though the the, the leap from 12 to 15 pro hmm. um the, the dynamic island. as well i'm just curious you know i've never had oh. lidar i've never got to try those things i don't know if you if I'm missing much, but I'd be curious to try them. So I think there's enough there for me to kind of think, yeah, it's time to make the leap, albeit I'm sad to give up the mini form factor.
0: Yeah, my understanding, they completely discontinue that, as in you could still purchase the 13 mini, but Mm -hmm. as of yesterday, it looks like they dropped that option, so there's no way you could buy that from Apple itself.
2: Yeah, that's what I heard as well, so...
0: What about you, Mr. Tyler? What phone version do you have?
2: I have an iPhone SE 2020 that's beginning to show its age. So, and that's an A13. Um, So I'll probably feel if I end up upgrading, which I'm leaning toward the iPhone 15 Pro for a couple of reasons. One is for the chip. I can get the most up-to-date chip as of now that provides a sense of future-proofing So I can keep my phone for a while because I used to be in the camp where I would upgrade every year or two when iPhones like each iPhone gave a, you know, came out with some great new features, some massive leap in performance. But I think phones have stagnated to the point today where, like you said, I don't think there's really the same need to upgrade every year. Like I'm keeping my phone in recent years, kept phones for longer than I did previously. And so if I get the most, State of the art chip, then I can make sure I can be as future proof as possible and be able to keep my phone for a, um for a reasonable amount of time and continue to receive software updates, which is a major plus, particularly of iOS and the Apple ecosystem. Um, Let me bounce
0: something first, off you, Tyler. Yeah, is um, that, if the chip is big, I agree with you. What is is the action button or the lidar? Is that something that really high up there or not really?
2: Um, LIDAR is a, at, as of right now, a bit of a curiosity for me it has been for a while. Reason being when it was first introduced to the iPhone in 2020, there was a lot of potential for it. There was at that point, there was people detection. They had a door detection last year. And those are features that like door detection, for example, I don't think I would use every day, but if I was, for example, traveling on my own in an office building or a strip mall in each door felt like the same. And I needed to go into a particular store or office. I could, the idea of pointing my phone and hearing what each door I passed was, you know, if there was signage on the door, um, especially a door that didn't have Braille signage, then I could see that being useful. People detection, a uh, fairly marginal use case for me. Only thing I could think of if I was on a line, didn't want to, you know, If I was in a particularly long line, didn't want to physically go up, bump up against another person um, in in a public space, I could theoretically use a feature like people detection to know how far away someone was, if they were six feet apart or whatever, and try to keep up with the line more discreetly. Um, But that's being discreet is obviously quite relative because you just have your phone out. And point and speak is a feature that when I first heard about it sounded like it could be a game changer for someone like me who's totally blind, who has appliances like maybe a heat thermostat or for an AC remote or microwave, fitness equipment. There's so many things now that are so digitized and they have touch screens or non-tactile buttons where something like point and speak could work. The impressions I've heard from others are somewhat mixed. So if that was the only thing, if the, the only differentiator between the Pro and the standard models was LiDAR, I probably wouldn't spring for the Pro because, like I said, it's a curiosity. I'll check it out if I get a Pro. I'll check out LiDAR and see what benefit it offers in terms of point-and-speak um, or door detection or possibly people detection. But that wouldn't be the main reason, And as far as the action button goes, it's kind of like how I felt when the shortcuts app first came out. Like, maybe I could, maybe I'll find a reason to use this. Maybe it could be more convenient, but nothing comes to mind immediately. So I'll just have to see as time goes on how learning how other people use it, as well as if I think of some use for my phone that I could be substantially faster with a shortcut, for example use the action button instead of say siri similar to how i didn't think when shortcuts came out on mac os that i would use it much today to you know two years later i use it to there's a time if i need to set a 10 minute timer rather than going into the clock app or telling siri set a timer i can just do a keyboard command and that shortcut will run same with you know home kit accessories like a smart plug i can turn it turn things on and off with just a flick of my finger on the keyboard so i'm doing that with the phone um it really could open up more possibilities for productivity and really automating repetitive tasks
1: yeah makes sense yeah you feel similar to me about lidar anyway um i'm definitely curious about it but yeah is it on its own would it be worth springing for the pro mm, maybe not but i think there's enough there for me that i'll i'll probably go for it and like you say that future proofing is great as well um yeah I'm curious, Tyler, as well. Actually, um, you're obviously coming from the SE. I think before that, you possibly you would have had a home home button. So this will be your first non-home button. You know, Face ID phone. Are you? How are you feeling about that? Have you used Face ID before? Are you nervous about that? I, that, um, or are you quite happy to to move to the the Face ID?
2: Well, I have had some experience, a bit of a dry run, if you will. I have a hand-me-down iPhone 12 which I've been running the iOS 17 beta on as, cause I don't run iOS betas on my main phone. I really wish you could dual boot iOS versions on phones like you can on Macs. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I've been running I, uh, iOS 17 on my iPhone, my hand-me-down iPhone 12 because the iPhone eight that I've been testing on for a while now didn't make the cut for iOS 17. So I have had some experience, not as my daily driver, but as my test device. So I have my bearings with it it did take a, a bit to get used to holding my the phone you know in front of the you know in front of my face i think i pretty much got the motion down now um as far as the home gestures those are those come very quickly i'm not too worried about that um one thing i do miss or will miss about the SE is the 4.7 inch form factor but i don't need a big phone i'm totally blind um, that's why i wish the minis you know it would be confusing from a marketing and consumer standpoint but i wish they had an iphone mini pro yeah. like a 5.4 inch pro level phone with lidar and uh, the uh, f- the state of the art chip and other pro features but in the small form factor that would be my ideal phone the that's iphone it. 12 it's a you know 6. in- 6.1 inch phone it's manageable it's doable, but I can definitely tell that it is heavier in my pocket. So if I get the Pro, I'll be curious to see if I put both of them in my pockets, which one will feel more graceful. Because the Pro has this new material, this you know lighter titanium. If I'll notice a difference between a standard iPhone 12 and an iPhone 15 Pro.
1: Yeah, be interested to hear. And, and I'm glad to hear you're not. You know that you're happy to move to the the Face ID and all that stuff, and you have got the hang of it because. I think there is fear out right there amongst some, but I've always, I've always defended Face ID for a long time. I think early on, I think Thomas, you would say you got the iPhone X, and we would have said Face ID failed quite a bit. But nowadays, never
2: ever fails for me. Yeah, yeah They've made strides with it, in making it work better, um, better adapt to changes in appearance and lighting because that's a big issue. Like if I don't know the lighting conditions in the room,
1: it doesn't matter because it's yeah, it doesn't matter, yeah, because I know
2: that when. <laughs> The iPhone 10 came out. That was a big issue because light, it was very sensitive to that. And I guess it appears to be less so now between software and hardware improvements. Um, And the only other thing I can think of than the iPhone 15 Pro, it's a neat feature. I mean, there's Wi-Fi 6E, but realistically, if you're, especially if you're at your home, unless you're very close to a router, 6 gigahertz as it stands now is not really super practical because as you as you move further away it's it's super six gigahertz wi-fi band It's very fast but it's, it's a short range so um for you know unless you have a you know a 6e capable router with your iphone relatively close to it it's going to be a um you won't see a huge amount of benefit um but one thing that i did find interesting was that there is thread support with iphone 15 pro and that's ex- my understanding at least is that that is exclusive to the pro models. So you can't with the iPhone 15 and 15 plus, but you can use thread integration with the iPhone 15 Pro and 15 Pro Max. And of all the products to include thread in, I'm a little confused why the iPhone is it, you know, has it and not the iPad. Because what it is first? Yeah. Oh yeah, thread. It's a long-range radio technology, radio networking technology. It's similar to Zigbee. So for smart home devices, you can, for low bandwidth but high range, you can use it to, like the Apple TV has it, HomePod has it, and the idea is that it can mesh up with other Thread accessories and create so this uh, is redundant... The
1: one that was created with Amazon and Google?
2: Well, that's Matter. Oh, that's the software oh, that side. Okay. Yeah, that's the software side of it. Uh, Matter is something that can be integrated into smart home products, whereas Thread is the hardware spec for the, you know, low bandwidth, high range, long range radio. So you you have these thread accessories and they can mesh up and they're supposed to become more reliable as there's their their redundancy. Um, And so like in my experience, I have a smart plug at my house that has thread, but it also has Bluetooth. So, and if I want to use it out of Bluetooth range, I have my Apple TV that acts as the thread home hub, um, which so I don't know what the point it says. The only thing I said was it was like future home kit integrations can be used with Thread on the iPhone, but I don't know what purpose it serves now, because if you're close to a Thread accessory, you can use Bluetooth and if you're further away, you can use your, you know, your Thread Home Hub. So I don't know what the use case for that would be now, but there says something about future home integrations. So I'll be curious to see what, you know, if there's something in the future that make that make more sense. So I just put that in the um, future proofing bucket <laughs> for
1: your reasons, yeah. GoPro. Any other yeah. thoughts from yourself, Thomas, on the 15 or 15 Pro? Or
0: my, um, yeah. So for those out there that are wondering if I should jump to the 15 Pro or the 15, and remember what we mentioned is that I think you'd be better off just getting a 14 Pro. It'll be less priced than the 15, and you'll get your lidar, and you can keep your lightning. Now, if you really want that USB-C, then obviously iPhone 15 is for you. Is the iPhone 15 Pro in? Yeah, it just depends where you're jumping from. If you're jumping from an SE like Tyler or for Dave's matter, it might make a difference. And the big difference to consider is that both of you said the same thing. We liked the small factor. And, you know, at one time I wanted that. But when I saw the battery life, I was like, okay, that's not for me. I am a... Battery drainer, man. So, if battery is a thing and you are low on battery in, in each day, I that's why we get the bigger phones for you. It'll last a lot longer. However, my biggest point here is that there is a lot of rumbling and talking that the next year iPhone 16, and I know that's a whole different generation. But to keep in mind, those are rumors to be bigger. So, if big is not your thing, maybe this year is the big time to jump and still get kind of sort of that small factor compared to next year. Um, Yeah, we're, we're not talking about a significant jump, but it is definitely going to be bigger. And the max is definitely going to be a whopper. So big is in, this is what people want. That's why Apple dropped the mini is because the demand for whatever reason it is, people want big. And that's why that is the big talk. So if you want a small factor, then I would seriously consider the iPhone 15 Pro. If you're on a 13 um, or 14 Pro, do I think it's worth a jump only if you want the USB-C and the action for whatever reason? Um, Otherwise, you're okay to hang on to it, really. Um, That's just my two cents.
1: Yeah, I'd agree with you there, Um, 100%. I think if you're on a 14 or 13, you're probably okay, really, like you say, unless you want that really want that USB C or that action button or something like that but yeah they are still going to be flyers those phones
0: um i hate to say this this is my opinion i think lidar is overrated i know a lot of people and um and i hear a lot of stories like what um tyler's mentioned and that they're curious really um it's kind of been a letdown yeah door detection is cool all that don't don't get me wrong it's nice it's neat but it's 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 a battery drain. It is a really bad battery drain, and it's not something I can just turn on and go on a walk because you're gonna. It's like having a GPS on. It's just like, do, 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 do. It, it really sucks. It it's very chatty. So if I'm in a, a hallway with lots of doors, it's constantly talking. Door door like over here. Door 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 door, <laughs> door over here. Left left right door to the right, and it's like. Oh, my God, it's not if there's a place with lots of doors, it will drive you bananas. Um, (laughs) The point and speak, I think for low vision folks, it's great for those that are blind like myself. I have not had good results at all. First of all, you got to know where the text that you're pointing at. It's the only way to get it to work. So how do you know where to point? So I don't, so I'm just moving around slowly and then it finally finds it. Then I'm moving slowly. It's just, it's not practical. It's too slow for me yeah. and it's not something that's going to be useful. If it was quick, fast, as I move around, that would be a different thing. But um, I was disappointed with it. So LiDAR is so-so. Um, yeah. I wouldn't never, ever put that on the top agenda as in, I want the LIDAR, I think you're just going to find yourself disappointed. I
1: think it's interesting about point and speak as well, that it's text, but it doesn't do, uh, I was hoping it would be like symbols, you know, like there's certain common symbols, you know, like a power on off symbol, for example, that is like a circle with a a line kind of that would be on a lot of appliances, but it doesn't recognize that it only recognizes text. Right.
0: I try to use remote. No, it doesn't work at all. It does not It's not good at all because there's a lot of logo. I tried on a microwave, so-so, just slow. Mm. It's
2: I think so. Is it not? Go ahead. So is it not great at tracking finger movements? Like if you're pointing something, does it not? Is it not very precise at tracking
0: where your finger is pointing? Sure, it sees the fingers. Great, it's fast. It's entertaining. It's like, oh, I see your finger. Um, But if you're in between two buttons, um, it's it's not going to say anything. Until you're right mm-hmm. up, whatever you have the pointer. So, mine, I have a set to if text located above my index finger. You got to be precise. It's got to be in this box before mm-hmm. it will tell you. It's not like I'm on the left side of it. It's not going to work until I'm directly under it.
1: Yeah. And if you're, and you, mm-hmm. your, your finger obviously can't, can't be covered in it, which is where some of the exactly. low vision can see. The idea, I suppose, where it's really good is for low vision folks who, they can see enough to see this where the writing is. They just can't read the writing. <laughs>
0: Correct. So it's, it's just think of that. You know, you probably have seen experience where you got to get this barcode, but it has to be within this box.
2: And- oh, seeing AI. I, I fight that battle with seeing AI every once in a while, <laughs> where it'll like beep, 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 beep. And it's like hotter, colder, hotter, colder. And you mm-hmm. finally have to just get the exact little movements to get it in directly and that's something that i found is in between 2017 when it was first released and now i find it's got it's gotten better um but i feel like every once in a while I'll still move it around it's like i'll not know exactly where the barcode is and even if it's like beeping really fast it, it just can't seem to get a good pick it sometimes does not either i'm not moving it into the box or the box on the particular mm-hmm. package is just not printed out in a way that it can't, that the AI can interpret as a barcode or as a clearly legible barcode. But yeah, so that's—I'd imagine that door detection and people detection, or, you know, any of these lidar features are at this point. Um, and that's something that it's a shame in a way because if it was more useful or more frequently used, that'd be a great use of the action button. Create a shortcut to open those the, that function up in the magnifier app. Don't ask me why. Don't it's not get there. me
0: wrong. And, yeah. Um, yeah. People detection works well. Mm-hmm um yeah door detection works decent pointy speak doesn't work it's just you got to remember there is a um i don't i don't want to beat on this and keep talking about it but there is a range it's like about 15 feet so for dave that's about three and a half meters it's not much um mm. depth wise so okay. if it only sees a door um it won't see the door down there's you know more than 15 feet so if you're away from the door, it's never going to see until you get closer. So I, I don't know. There's there's definitely some limitation. Um, it's not what I, I thought it would be, and it's just been so-so for me.
1: Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, and I think it's just, yeah, things like people detection. How often do you really need it? <laughs> but who knows? Mm-hmm. The, the yeah. moment might come where you'll be happy to have it, so who knows?
0: But Well, yeah. people detection, it would be used more than anything I would use if I'm standing in line and some somebody screws up without me interfering with a cane, or if I don't have my dog, that is useful. Very useful.
2: Yeah. That's what I was thinking is if I was in a, not that I'm in a whole lot of long lines independently where I am, but if I was, then I could use that and be more discreet. And I'll have to, you know, get up in, in someone else's space or have, or, you know, have not someone get with your, too close with into my counter, space. Um, <laughs> yeah, to have a better sense, you know what someone a sighted person would know visually. I could have a you know, somewhat of a sense with something like people detection. I've heard descriptions of people using it for other things, like finding seats on a bus. But I don't know if I'd um, find it for, I'd find that particularly reliable. Like an empty yeah, seat on a. I don't think I would. I can't see myself doing something like that with it. But I've heard that being mentioned as a possible use
0: case for people detection. Mm-hmm.
1: So any other thoughts on the iPhone, guys? Are we good to wrap up?
0: I think we're good to wrap up. I, You know, I was shocked that there were no further Vision Pros discussion. I thought for sure we'd get more information. All they had was that it's still coming in early of next year. I was just kind of mm-hmm. taken aback at that. Other than that, I thought the show was great. I thought the watch was the most biggest update in terms of internals and what you get out of a watch. I thought that was the biggest thing. The action did has my interest, it's intriguing. And once again, the iPhone 15 line, I was like, hmm, I'm not sure if it's worth it.
2: And Tyler, any final thoughts? Um, I think that's, I think we covered pretty much the hardware and as stated in the article and other places, iOS 17, watchOS 10 and tvOS 17 will be available on Monday, September 18th and macOS Sonoma and I did not see this coming because typically macOS releases are in October but you know the last time they introduced they released publicly released a new version of macOS in September it was back in 2018 but this year they're releasing macOS Sonoma the week after on September 26th. So Applevis will have coverage of all those releases as they get closer.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So do check out, and um, Tyler mentioned the article there, Alex from the team did his usual, fantastic recap of everything we've talked about today. If you want to have that quick uh, guide to what, um, what Apple released and then yeah, from next week from Monday the 18th or even maybe a little before we'll have lots of uh, coverage of the iOS 17, iPad iOS 17, watchOS 10 and then the week later Mac OS. So, Lots more content coming your way. Uh, Do check out applebase.com for all of that. Thanks to you, Thomas. And thanks, Tyler, for joining me.
0: Thank you, too. Thanks. Thanks.
1: And thanks for listening.